We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Well, they are finals, and the results are not good. A miserable, miserable night of sports in the city of Milwaukee, the state of Wisconsin. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame shows. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, there's Evan Heffelfinger. That's his name. My name is Tim Allen. And you guys, uh, you you want a bounce board here? I, okay, I'll I'll be the bounce board. I'll be the target here. Uh, Bucks fall one fourteen one oh eight. Brewers fall in ten two to one, wasting a brilliant performance from Brett Anderson. Someone want to tell me why they didn't go at Harden all night long? Someone want to tell me why they didn't test him a little bit and just go at him and continue to go at him and go at him some more? They should still be going at him in, in, the, uh, in the home uh, locker room there at the Barclays Center. Someone want to tell me why Manny Pena didn't have a bat in his hand? Did I miss it? Did I Seriously. Did I miss that he was a pinch hitter or something? What was all the talk about Manny Pena being so good against left-handed pitching with the game on the line. Tim Lopes? Let's get that kid down at the end of the bench that doesn't get a lot of playing time. Let's get him in there. Let's get him in there. The bigger news, and this is, uh, this, this is a loss for the Brewers, and I understand uh, they're, they're down 0-2 in this series, so they got to salvage a game tomorrow. But a far superior... Uh, Almost, almost demoralizing loss for the Milwaukee Bucks. What made it interesting for me, and I will just say this, up 17, I have a problem with it. If this were a back-and-forth affair, you know, Giannis doing his thing, KD's going to get his, back-and-forth, three-point game, nobody leads by more than six or so, back-and-forth, run versus run, I get all that. I would get all that. I, I wouldn't be as as uh, moved by this. But when you're up 17, how you don't formulate a game plan to put these guys out of their misery? Go at these guys. 414-799-1250. I know you want to react to this. 
and we will get your reaction to this. Oh, man. Now, it's not over. You may say it's over. A lot of people on social media are saying, fire butt already. Uh, and it is over. That's what they're saying on social media. I don't buy that. Uh, this, this, it's not over until they're, they're eliminated. And now it's an elimination game. Back against the wall Thursday here in town. And uh, we'll get it to seven. Just <laughs> there's, the, there's the optimistic side of me here. But KD puts up more than a point a minute in this game. Dude's good. I get it. But that's, you know, Green comes in and does his thing, a hot shooter. But how did they, you know, again, I'm trying to watch two games at the same time. Would have been nice to have our Bucks guy in here tonight to kind of do a round robin, just do a, a co-host. You're, you're on the Bucks, I'm on the Brewers, let's go to work. Let's go to town on a night like this. But I've got it. But I, I, I again, you, you're up 17 in this game. And how you frittered that thing away, you tell me how that occurred. Now, the referees, I think they wanted a say in this too. I don't think it was Mark Davis. Then I would have lost my mind. I I don't think it was Mark Davis. Um, But you're up 17 in this. And then you you find a way to lose this, this basketball game. You find a way to lose at American Family Field. When you get a performance from Brett Anderson, nine strikeouts in that performance and just one hit given up. Then you go Devin Williams, you go Josh Hader. Boxberger was a mess tonight. Granted, he was a mess. But you sent up there the likes of Jace Peterson, Jackie Bradley Jr. And again, you're a little handcuffed on the Brewers side of thing, things. You're a little handcuffed here with the personnel with some of these injuries. But, I mean, Jace Peterson and JBJ, I'm, I'm about this close with JBJ. I can tell you that right now. So stay tuned to this, this radio program. As we move along in the month of June here, I am this close to losing my mind on a Jackie Bradley Jr. Bring all the defensive uh, gems you can bring with you. You're striking out like 40% of the time. You're not even given a big, well, I don't, I don't, I just want to hold off just a little while longer, but just be, we're on watch. We're on a little bit of a rant watch with JBJ. But you sent up there, Jace Peterson, JBJ, Daniel Robertson, Tim Lopes. Are you kidding? David Stearns, if you're listening, dude, you know what you got to do. I would have taken D Strange Gordon, D Gordon, so people can understand. I would have, who's now in the Cubs organization, I would have taken D. Gordon and Aaron Perez against any two of the following Peterson, Robertson, Lopes, or Reyes. There's four guys on this roster right now. Aaron Perez is doing quite well at AAA Nashville. And then you, you found a way to lose D. Gordon. But I'm just saying. So you got you to gotta work on that. 414-799-1250. We see you there on hold. We're going to get to you in just a second here. 114-108 as the Bucks fall in game five of the Eastern Conference semis. And their backs are against the wall now. They're coming back to, and there'll be a lot to talk about. Certainly tonight, for sure in the morning, Bart is back in this chair. 
with a microphone in front of him. Wendy's Big Show is going to break everything down. Rami in the afternoon. You've got a lot of opportunities in the next 24 hours to get a lot off your chest. What did you think of the referees in this one? Again, I'm trying to watch both games here. I didn't get as isolated and as detailed as you guys may have been on the Bucs game. A little more detailed on the on the Brewers game. You want me to walk you through a uh, want me to walk you through a, a game recap here of a two to one ten inning loss? I don't think I want to do that. I really don't want to re- revisit that. I'll just give you some some highlights. Nine strikeouts for Brett Anderson, the Brewers left hander. A really good bounce back, just brilliant performance. He needed this one, and the Brewers as a team needed this one. But the offense has scored a single run in their last. 17 innings. Think about that. 17 innings of offense. And the Brewers have one single run in their last 17 innings. Okay, that's going to have to change. We all know that. All right, uh, 799-1250. Let's get some reaction. Either game, both games. Not a good day of sports here. Not a good night of sports in the state of Wisconsin. Let's fire things up with Joe. Joe, you're on the fan. What's going on? What's going on, brother? Uh, uh, I, I agree with Twitter. Coach Bud needs to go. He needed to go after the bubble. But we need to attack Harden, like you said earlier. The man is on one leg. Why aren't we, like, utilizing that to our advantage? And also, we have, like, KD guarding Brooke Lopez. Feed the paint. Get the man in foul trouble so he's not putting up 50 a game. Yep. It's not that hard. Like, after the half, we turned into a totally different team. We turned into a non-playoff team. No ball movement. No picks, no cutting, no nothing. Awful shots, awful percentage shots, and a lack of defense. It was just crazy. We saw two different teams that game, and that's a fault of coaching. Yes, KD went off. He's gifted. He's one of the best scorers of all time. He is maybe the best player in the game right now. You can't fault that. But you can fault that the coach isn't throwing two bodies at him and making every tough shot. They didn't do that until way at the end. Sorry, what was that? They didn't do that until way, way too late. Right. They, they did right. that they a, 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 after he had 40-plus. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I agree. And, I mean, I can rant all day, Tim, but I'll let you go. Thank you. You're, you're a great host. Love hearing from you. All right, Joe. Th- thanks a lot. I appreciate that. You're, you're bounce board night tonight here on The Fan, for sure. H- how they didn't stay aggressive is is my question here. And now coach Bud, let's let's hold you're almost there. I know okay, as if you're this close on coach Bud, I'm about this close on Jackie Bradley Jr. So we have a kinship there. Uh let's go to Racine at 799-1250. Miserable night of sports here. What's going on, Tim? Yeah, uh, I'm with you on both of those uh, aspects. Coach Bud gotta go. I mean, uh, Kevin Durant at his age played every single minute, and Coach Bud just just sits everybody. And the worst move we ever made, in my in my opinion, was getting rid of Paul George. That dude is smoking hot right now, dude. I'm sorry. All right, Paul so. George. Yeah, Paul, Paul George. George what am I well, missing? What? For Utah, right? <laughs> Should never got rid of him. 
I'm sorry. I'm just sorry because Evan, you want to handle this one? Timmy, do you mean listen? Do you mean George Hill? Yeah, we. Well, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. It don't matter anymore because Coach Coach Bud does not know how to coach. All right, good deal, Tim. I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, have tip one up on me. Have an extra one tonight. We're gonna need it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's see. Uh, I I question uh, some coaching and some managerial skills here tonight in the city of Milwaukee. Don't you? Brett Anderson had pitched seven innings. Really, I, I don't I don't remember a better performance from Brett Anderson in a Brewers uniform. 82 pitches, just one hit, one walk, ground ball after ground ball, but nine strikeouts. He's a he's a, a pitch to contact pitcher. Nine strikeouts. You knew something was right with him. 82 pitches. You could have slid everybody back. Go one more inning. And it might have been Josh Hader in that 10th inning instead of Brad Boxberger. Hey, guys, he's been good. The the fire coach, bud, can you hold off on that one more game? Can we hold – do we have it in us to hold off on one more game? It is at home. They are 2-0 and at, uh, two and oh at home in the series. Uh, let's see. Where are we going next, Evan? I'm sorry. Let's go to Jenny leaving American Family Field. Jenny, you're on the fan. What's happening? Yeah, this is Jenny uh, Baumgart from uh, Menominee Falls. Go Indians, by the way. And just leaving Miller Park. As, as soon as we heard that they lost losing um, the, the, the Nets from, mm-hmm. you know, having one of their big three down, we thought, you know, kind of the season is done for there. But also what I really wanted to know is, is there a reason Hader can't go more than his three at-bats, his, his one inning? Uh, well, now there is, just because he pitched Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He had the day off yesterday, and then he's right back up there. Four out of five days would be Josh Hader's uh, regimen here the last the last four days or five days. I mean, that's that's why. I mean, if you were going to get creative, as I was just talking about, if you were going to get creative, this should have been all set up by by uh, Brett Anderson going out there for the eighth. The pitcher spot was not due up. In, in that uh, bottom of the seventh inning. So you didn't have to worry about that. So, all right. Uh, Jenny, th- thanks. Just just keep the faith here. They lost a couple in a row here. Cubs did lose. So, But here comes the Cincinnati Reds. We told you about the Cincinnati Reds. 799-1250. You can comment on either game here tonight. As the Bucks fall 114-108, not a, not a good... Just, just not a good mood. It's just not a good vibe here. <clears throat> you can comment on the ten inning two to one loss, or the uh, game five loss, which is the, the. I mean, you can't bury the lead here. Now the Bucks were up seventeen points in this game, looking good, looking sweet, looking Bucks in six, coming back home. You heard me talking about it this morning. It's about this close to just saying it was a win, just assuming a victory. That should have been the case. And it was the case up 17. You tell me what the hell happened. 
I didn't, wa- I didn't watch every, every possession of this basketball game. I couldn't. I had my real job to do. But it was my part-time job that, that took some focus off this Brewer game into the Bucks game. I have a full-time job Brewers, part-time job Bucks. But you tell me. Evan, you were watching both right along with me. What the hell happened? I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. I think a lot of this goes on to the players. Chris Middleton was forcing a lot in the second half. I think Giannis really did not. Despite his stat line, he did not play well down the stretch. Drew Holiday's decision-making was awful down the stretch. P.J. Tucker did not look great on defense. Neither did Brooke Lopez. But the most of the blame has to go to Coach Bud. The rotations were not great. Where was Bobby Portis? Why are you playing Elijah Bryant, a guy who wasn't on the team two weeks ago, in the most important game of the season? Mm -hmm. Why are you keeping Brooke Lopez out there when he can't guard Jeff Green at the three-point line? Why are you not attacking and taking advantage of James Harden on one leg? Why are you not winning the game that you hold James Harden to one of ten shooting? This goes down to Bud. And yes, credit to Kevin Durant for having maybe the best game in playoff history. But this one is on the Bucks. They shot themselves in the foot. They are the reason they lost this game. Not only is it the players, but it is Coach Bud. And I think that this was it. This was my last straw. Okay, so is it on the Bucks losing this game, or did the Nets go out there and win this thing? And, and that really is the balancing act you, you have to think about here. Uh, 799-1250, real quick, Evan, how were the, the, the uh, officials in this game? Not great, to be completely honest. Now, I am notorious for not liking the referees. I'm one of those guys who thinks that they have it out for my team always, because usually (laughs) they do. But tonight, specifically, they could not decide what was a block and what was a charge. And believe it or not, but like nine of the ten calls went the way of the Nets. There were some out-of-bounds calls that went the wrong way. They were giving Harden... And Kevin Durant fouls or foul calls on things that were nothing, but then they would let the Bucks get hacked on their end and nothing would happen. Yeah. I'm not going to say that that is the ultimate reason the Bucks lost because they really did shoot themselves in the foot, but the referees did not give them any positive news tonight. Yeah, and the reason I bring that up is because on the on the morning show this morning, I, I did get a call from a George. There's a George right there on hold. We'll go to George. George, are you the one that called me this morning and talked about the uh, referees? Yep, just George, yeah. Yeah. What's what's going on? You're now hey, uh, on the so... fan. We're going to bookend you morning and, and night here with me. <laughs> no, all I wanted to say was this right here. The, the Bucks played just like their coach. Like, they, he don't know how – he don't know anything about making adjustments. He don't know anything about – how to hold the lead. He just go out there and that let it rain mentality. And I'm sitting there scratching my head. Bobby Portis averaged 11 points, seven rebounds. He's one of the better three-point shooters on the team. And he don't get one single minute? Not, not a minute. Now, I don't know if he's hurt minute. or not. Maybe maybe he pulled something, stretched something, I didn't remember something. him getting hurt in that last game. He played in the last game. Okay. Yep, yep. And I was sitting there like, oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm so irritated about talking about Coach Bud. I, I don't even care if the if the Bucks sneak out of this series. He got to go. <laughs> this, this I'm, I'm saying that uh, uh, going to the final should not save this man. He do not know how to coach. 
And next year probably going to be so difficult because the Nets are going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's yep. going to no, be a and it's a critical part, George. That's yeah. what I was talking about this morning. This is yeah. a critical, critical timeline in Milwaukee Bucks history. It really is. Yep. Appreciate talking to you, man. All right, George. Always a pleasure, man. We we bookend George early this morning and then now later uh, here at night. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. You tell me how the Bucks lost that game. It's not over yet. I will stress that. And we're all well aware of that. It, it may turn out to be, but as of right now, officially, obviously, it's not over. They're coming back home, get this thing tied, and then they throw a game seven out there. Let's uh, let's see what happens. Was there some thanasty in here when you felt it slipping late? I mean, that much I did follow. Evan, did you feel it slipping at some point? Right? We all did. Yeah, most definitely. Pretty okay. much that entire second half. Thanasis, how, how many minutes did he have? A good eight to spike in some energy and things like that? How nope. many did he play? Uh, one minute and 28 seconds. A minute 28. A minute and 20 seconds less than Elijah Bryant. So you couldn't kind of roll the dice there and, and get a little energy and some uh, spike of uh, physicality or you know, whatever it might be, some nasty in there, whatever it, it, it could have been with him. But see, again, uh, man. Okay, so there, there's, been, there's been worse nights in Wisconsin sports history, but a tough one tonight, for sure, no question. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame shows, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove, talking Bucks, talking Brewers. Bucks fall in game five, 114-108. Brewers fall in 10, 2-1 to the Reds in another wasted, brilliant pitching performance. We're talking about it here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 12.50 a.m., The Fan. A couple of losses tonight. I remember years ago, many years ago, at a a radio station I worked at, we used to do a bit called The Gripe Line. Kind of a schmaltzy thing. The Gripe Line. It's a Wednesday morning, whatever it is. That's sort of what this is, though, tonight. Two-to-one loss and ten for the crew. And a a 114-108 game five loss. As uh, we'll get, get to Bart, Bart wants to check in. Uh, you're going to be uh, talking a lot about this tomorrow morning, that's for sure. Uh, let me uh, let me go to Noah. Noah, you're next at 799-1250. Bucks, Brewers, yeah, kind of a rough one tonight. Noah, you there? Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, shoot, what's on your mind? All right, I want to know what you think about this. So every, I'm, obviously I'm complaining about tonight, but why does why don't when the strikeout is more important in the tenth inning? Why isn't Hater out there instead of the ninth in a non-safe situation? Like it yep. doesn't make sense. Yep, yep. I'm starting it. to. But but no, we're all trying to figure out this out this strategy stuff in extras. We really are. In, in the grand scheme of things, there's so many different scenarios and what might be the the right strategy to 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 kind of. Maneuver your way through a 10th inning with your bullpen. Not offensively, we can talk all day long. Do you bunt them over? Do you hit behind them? Do you steal? Whatever. whatever. But in terms of the pitching and your personnel, 
I think we're still trying to figure it out, but I'm starting to maybe give that a little thought. That was brought up a, a month or so ago. No, it might have been you, but I'm starting to think that that is the higher leverage situation with a man on second and nobody out. Yep, I would agree. I think that, like you said, man on second, nobody out, you need strikeouts, right? Because when you bunt him over, you get him in just without allowing hits. So I think Hader needs to be there. I'm, I'm at least thankful that Council's bunting guys, more guys over when he has that opportunity, but I think they got to really give that a good look. So thanks, no, it's thanks a for good, taking my call. Yeah, you, you got it. No, it's a great point. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's get Duke in here. Duke, you're on the fan. Bucks, Brewers, they both fall tonight. Okay, just a couple of points, and I'll hang up and listen. First of all, I don't know why anyone's surprised by Coach Bud's coaching. You know, it's the regular season versus the playoffs. And once again, it's proven that you just can't win in the playoffs because of the style we play. And that's going to continue to happen time and time again. We talked about getting another player. We got Holiday. That didn't work out so far. Regular season, fine. Playoffs, here we are, go again. Just another point. I'm so glad that somebody called out uh, Brad. Bradley Jr. That guy's awful. How long are we going to stick with him? All right. The sooner, Duke, the sooner. Well, I shouldn't. I should hold on. I I want to hold on. I I just want to hold on just a little bit more. Just a little bit. Duke, thanks. All all great points. Bart Winkler. By the way, you guys can jump in here. We'll be here a while. Uh, We're going to hear. I want to hear from Coach Bud. I want to hear from uh, Craig Council. These two leaders tonight. Uh, rough one. Bart Winkler, um, you're going to be uh, breaking all of this down in the morning. Yeah, Tim, and thanks for filling in today, and I'm excited to talk to you tomorrow. And I do want to talk uh, Brewers with you because I've seen a lot about uh, Freddie Peralta where he could be not only – we keep thinking, like, who's going to be the all-star? And Freddie's pitching tomorrow. And it could be Burns and Hayter and Woodruff. But Freddie – should be in that mix. And I've, I've been reading some articles this week about how if you're going to take a long shot Cy Young winner, you might wow. want to look at Freddie Peralta. So I want to talk about him. I want to talk about the Brewers. I want to talk about the Reds who are sneaking up on this division. So we'll talk Brewers tomorrow at 9. Uh, I just wanted to call in and, and ask you, like, because I, I look at you as a mentor yeah, <laughs> in a little bit. We were both former program directors yes. at different stations. I think we jive pretty much with not only our personalities, but uh, how we view radio. Mm -hmm. Um, At at, at what point can I, can I quit liking sports? (laughs) Like at what point can I be like, this is a net negative in my life. (laughs) Sports is is supposed to be a positive influence. Yes. (laughs) At what point can I say, I'm doing something harmful to me. Like if you drink too much or eat too much or eat fast food too much or, you know, whatever, at some point you need an intervention and you stop. Yes. At what point can I stop liking our team? It's okay to be, I know that this hurts incredibly painful tonight. It is. And and it's so frustrating. The biggest frustration for me, Bart, it really is. The 17-point lead. And I understand uh, an NBA game does ebb and flow a little bit, and there's runs involved. But up 17 with a chance to step right into the driver's seat, coming back home here, your Bucks in six chant, 
just wild and loud all over the city right here. How you didn't lay the hammer down with some nasty and go right at them, I, I don't understand. How, 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 I didn't watch every minute of that basketball game, Bart. How did that occur? They just stopped play- the way they played in the first half. They just stopped playing in the second half. And there's a lot of people that want Coach Bud fired, and I've wanted him fired since, like, the minute he took the job and went to breakfast with Middleton and Giannis. But there's Giannis fumbled a basketball tonight, and Middleton and, and Drew were not great. This is your big three, and they were not great, and they let Kevin Durant single-handedly beat them. So, again, we'll talk about this a bunch tomorrow. I'm just I'm just doing some prep for this show tomorrow. I, I have, like, the dream job, dude. I talk yep. Wisconsin yep. sports for a living. I love Wisconsin sports, and I love attention. It's the dream job for me. Yet I talk about it in the horrifically most painful <laughs> stretch of years between all of our teams, from Justice Winslow's finger to Brandon Bostic to Chris Taylor's catch to tonight. To it's Kevin like, King. It's your dream job, Bart. Yeah. These years are going to be terrible. <laughs> I just <laughs> – I just, I'm just wondering, like, at what point can I, can I stop? Yeah, maybe there's those meetings that radio has developed now where, you know, the rest of the staff comes into your studio and they say, do you have a second here? Can you come <laughs> on into the conference room? And you sit down and, and you say, hi, my name is Bart Winkler. And everyone else says, hi, Bart. And we're here to talk to you about your uh, mental state here uh, with regards to being so moved by sports. That's what it's all about, though. That's, that's you know why we that do when it. I come in, when I come in during the morning after a big loss and my key fob works, I audibly groan. <laughs> Stop. (laughs) All right, we'll be listening tomorrow morning. A lot of reaction all day tomorrow here on The Fan. Bart? um, Yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 9, buddy. All right, there there he is, Bart Winkler. Uh, He he definitely will. You know, you have a chance to process. But right now we're reacting. After the reaction, you can process. Digest. And then go for it tomorrow with maybe a little bit better frame, but right now, it's 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 pretty it's pretty painful. It, it really is. And the Brewers, yeah, it's it's a tough loss. It is. It ain't a loss like this for the, uh, the what the Milwaukee Bucks here went through tonight. You know, you're in a driver's seat to come on back home and and just to put them out of their misery. I mean, how we didn't test some is that maybe a, a a code of brotherhood here that you don't go right after a guy with a bad hammy. You don't have that as part of your offense when they jacked around with, well, he's going to be out. And then he's well, a few hours later, maybe six or eight hours later. Well, Harden's not necessarily out, but he's, he's elevated to doubtful. That's where we list him as doubtful. And then maybe a few hours later, well, it's not doubtful. It's not out. It's questionable. We're going to check him on shoot around. We're going we're gonna to find out. That would have been blood in the water if I were a head coach. That would have been, you want to play that? That guy ain't going to last the game. I don't want him to hurt anymore, but we're going to expose Whatever weakness is in that hamstring, we're going to find out tonight. 
What weakness is in that hamstring? I want that tested. I want him tested two of every three possessions. Did they do that, Evan? Sorry, I was on the phone. What did you say? It doesn't it it doesn't appear they did. I'm going to no matter I didn't hear what you said and I'm going to agree with you that they didn't do it because I'm sure that they didn't do it. <laughs> Okay. All right. We'll talk more if you want to react on either one of these games. A tough one for the Brewers. Ten inning, two to one loss. A tougher loss for the Milwaukee Bucks. One fourteen, one oh eight. They fall in game five, and we're talking about both tonight. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame shows driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on the fan. The game's over, and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Dial him up now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Bucks come out up 10-2. to two. They come up... Uh... By 12 early on, they go on for a 17-point lead in this game, and then a few hours later, they, they lose, 114-108. And I wish, I, I wish the results were a little bit different. Maybe the Brewers can pick you up a little. Nope, that didn't happen. Ten-inning, wasted performance, because this offense has scored one run in their last 16 innings of play. 16 innings of play. At one point, it was 11 consecutive innings going back to yesterday with one hit, let alone runs. But they, they lose in 10, 2-1, 799, 12 continuing uh, to take your, your reaction here. Uh, a rough night in Milwaukee. Marshall in Whitefish Bay, and we'll get to the rest of you guys in just a second here. Uh, you can you, you got to move a little bit on, on, on tonight's show, Marshall. Well, we want to get a lot of reaction in. Sure, I understand. Um, I didn't see, like you, Alan, I was, Tim, rather, I was between both games. Um, I, I think that the Brewers, the lineup in the bottom of the 10th left a little bit to be desired. And as far as the Bucks are concerned, I'm like you. I hold off on firing the coach yet. Let's see how this series plays mm-hmm. out. I thought it would go seven when it started, although we missed a golden opportunity tonight, no question about it. I do believe that we'll win game six at home, and it's going to go to game seven. It's not a spot we wanted to be in, but coming into this series before all these injuries hit the nets, you would have probably thought this has a good chance to go seven games, folks. Just remember that. Uh, We'll see if we can win. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but – We've just got to keep pressing along, and yeah, I think the strategy in the second half, I don't know what happened. I think it went all over the map, and uh, you you can't blow this. I mean, I just think we blew a big opportunity. We're going to have to keep our fingers crossed it doesn't come back to bite us in the butt, and you can't let Kevin Durant, as great as he is, you can't let him have 50. It's called containment. they got to figure out a way to contain him. So that's yep. all pretty right, much Marshall. all I got to say on it, guys. Yep, great, great point. Contain him a little bit better. He's going to get his. We all know that. He's just a, an amazing basketball player. But when you didn't go it hard and hard, that would have been a message sent for me. I, You know, again, this is big boy sports here. You want to send a dude out there that is, it, it's all fully transparent, 
He's got a hamstring issue, and the numbers indicated that he did not have a good game. You post up on him a few times, then you end up taking a jump shot. You let him off the hook is what you did. Again, just me, the evil in me would have been a lot more nasty going at Harden. That would have been a I don't know. There, there, there may have been much more in terms of physicality going at him. So, well, okay. You just hope that, okay, let's say they win on, uh, on Thursday. You just hope that you don't look back at a 17-point lead in game five at their place and coming back home to close out the one that burns you. But, hey, it's, I'm with Marshall. Let's just hold off. Just, just let's just see how this thing plays out. Let's see how it plays out on Thursday. And I will say, since we're talking a, a little more, welcome to the Doom and Gloomers uh, Club. Um, looking at the uh, forecast for Thursday, uh, it looks like there's some stormy weather coming, coming into the area. When it rains, it pours. It could be a, a nasty one on on Thursday with the game and the weather and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh Josiah, you're next here on the fan. What's happening? Hey. Um, well I just like to say I've been a fan of the Bucks for a long time. You know, I, I think that, you know, we as Milwaukee fans should expect that, you know, roughing isn't always gonna go the way that's not something we can control, you know. Going all the way back to two thousand one when we got cheated, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. they ended up George Carl came out with Furious George book on it. And, yep, you know, yep. the refs came out and talked about it. That's something we should expect. What we shouldn't expect is tolerating a coach that seemingly does not know how to coach. I mean, I don't know anybody that's played middle school or high school basketball, certainly college basketball, watches a point guard bring the ball up the court and call a play. But what do the Bucks do? In Bucks games, we have three guys standing still, the three-point line, and then we'll occasionally have a pick-and-roll for Giannis to expect him to run it in from the from the mm-hmm. key. You know what I mean? But but watching Westbrook proves that that type of play does not work. We've seen multiple seasons of watching that not work, you know? We, yet Bud does the same system every single year. He watched it in Toronto single-handedly, you know, losing a whole bunch of games in a row, you know, and we should have done by, known by that first year. But, of course, like, you know, he he doesn't understand that you have to control the pace of the game as a coach. You have to get on players when they aren't listening. Giannis should never be taking threes. And you have to back your players, too. You have to back your players like Nash did. Nash did it a couple of days ago when he was talking about Tucker on Durant. Being borderline non-basketball physical. That's going through the media and sending a message. That is sending a message. Bud has, has, he, he should have been doing that when it comes to the physicality in and around Giannis's play. He should have been doing that two and a half years ago. Well, you, you remember George Carl was called Furious George because what? He would get on players. He wasn't afraid to get on AAU babies, as he would call them, you know, and we don't really see that as much in coaching anymore. We see that a lot in collegiate playing. A lot of these coaches nowadays are kind of afraid to get on players. But even saw Doc Rivers in the post-game interview talking about how, no, our players aren't going to do that. You know, and you never see that from Bud. Like, he, 
very yeah. much is just like very quiet. Yeah, if calls don't down. don't go their way and 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 they're a little unfair, he's like, "Hey, you can got to control what you can control. You got to move on. You can't let it affect you too well, much." Yeah. And to a degree, it's right. To to a degree. But there are times where head coaches in the NBA do take charge and send messages. Well, well, p- portion of it too is pace, right? You, you understand as a as a you know former player, or whatever. When a team goes up and hits a big shot, the worst thing you can do when you're playing against a good offensive team is run up the court as fast as and shoot a shoot a quick shot early in the shot clock, not set in the play, and that's the problem. We don't actually like. How many times tonight or any night have you seen them actually running full sets of plays where all five players are moving, yeah. running sets? I'd like, and this is this is another thing I'd really like to cover, they don't use Giannis and Brooke appropriately. They're low-post scorers. They should not be at the three-point line. They should be on the block, and we should be using them like Paul Gasol yeah, Zach Randolph were used back more in the day. paint, more paint play, Josiah, and more ball movement, and and I think that was lacking a little bit. Hey, thanks for the call, seven nine nine twelve fifty. When when with regards to Coach Bud, you have to ask yourself this: Does he have the personnel to win the NBA title? And if he does, over the course of time, then if he does not achieve that goal, then he even knows he's got to go. Does he have the personnel to achieve the goal of an NBA final? That's what that's the main question. My answer would be in this game tonight, he clearly had the better personnel to win that basketball game. You had instead of a big 3, you had a big one and a half. That's what you had. That that was your opponent here. There are periphery players that that get hot. Green gets hot. Uh, Whatever you got out of Joe Harris, whatever you got out out of Griffin. I mean, I understand that. But collectively, did they have the better players? I think it's a horse apiece with KD and Giannis. You've got Holiday. You've got Middleton. I don't don't know. 799-1250. What do you want to do here, Evan? Let's take John in Oak Creek before the break. What do you say, John? You're on the fan. What's going on? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, you're doing a great job there. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I want to say this. Yeah, Kevin Durant won that game for Brooklyn. I mean, he carried that team on his back, and he got 49 points by himself. I mean, he just, like, willed that game um, for the Nets. And it was a bad loss for the Bucks. Very frustrating. Um, the Bucks are going to have to, um, you know, Go back home. They're going to have to win game six, obviously, at the Pfizer Forum. They have to go home and take care of business at home and do like what they did on Sunday and just go ahead and, and learn from this game and move on. Um, and then and then win game six and then take care of business and go back to game seven. Yeah, you're right. You're going to have to use your personnel. You're going to have to use, like you said, Bobby Portis if you have to. Um you got to give him some minutes. Um, you got, but they got to flush this loss. It was a bad loss, not a not a good game. Um, they should have won this game, but they're going to have to, um, like you said, go back to the Pfizer, win that game, play like they did on Sunday, and then focus on winning Game Seven. But take care of business at home on Thursday. There you go. There you go. All right. See, there's there's some positive thoughts right there. 
I think they're going to win on on Thursday. And it'll be uh, Force Game 7. And then it's going to be fun. 799-1250. We will hear a couple of comments from Coach Bud. Hopefully, uh, we'll hear from Greg Council. Both of our teams lose tonight. Bucks fall in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference semis, 114-108, as they were ahead 17 points in this basketball game, found a way to lose at Brewers. Boy, they struggled to put runs on the board. They get one, the automatic runner scores in the bottom of the 10th inning, but they lose 2-1. to one. They're down 0-2 in this uh, three-game set against Cincinnati. We warned you about Cincinnati, man. They're, they're finding a way. You know, if I'm down in, uh, in Cincinnati on WLW or something like that and saying, it is a final as the Reds take care of the Brewers in 10, 2-1, here's what I'm saying. The Reds aren't even playing that great of baseball. And they're right in the thick of this thing, over 500 in the National League Central. Look out for the Reds. Don't count out the Cardinals, Cubs, and Brewers. By the way, the Cubs lost today. So that's the one saving grace here in the Wisconsin world of sports here. But the four-team race, it is. It, it really is. And, and here we are, June 15th. And the Reds are, what, three games back of both Chicago and Milwaukee. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame shows driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 114-108, Bucks fall, Brewers fall, 2-1. to one. We're right back here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. You know, it is nights like this that I've, I've gotten a lot of grief over the years when I make a statement like this. And I'll, I'll just be a uh, true confession for you. It's nights like this that are sort of fun in the world of sports. Now, again, I know that sounds funky, and I always get killed when I say that. But it does make winning a hell of a lot sweeter when you have to go through these things. I know it's, t- it's tough. It is tough, and, and we all have a breaking point. You guys are at that point with Budenholzer. I mean, I understand. I'm at, I'm almost just right there with a couple of Brewers issues that I will get to in probably, if things don't change dramatically, in probably the next 10 days or so, 10 to 14, the rest of the month, let's say that, by July 1st. Then I'm going to let it all hang out because there's no excuse on sample size. There's no more excuse on start of a season. We're beyond the start of a baseball season. Knock it off. We're beyond a start. Hey, he's this guy, that guy, the other guy, around baseball, whatever it is, whoever it is. Hey, it's always been known to get off to a slow start. We're not at a start anymore. Now, the Bucs on, on that side of the ledger, Budenholzer isn't just starting his coaching career in Milwaukee. 
So if you can answer the question, does he have the personnel to achieve an NBA final goal and he doesn't do it again, you've got a basis there. But, but again, when we celebrate sweet victories, they're set up by these types of nights. And it's just, it's just crazy how you have to experience that. I, I know. I, I, I get it. I, I lose my mind, too. Uh, Evan, I, I know you were m- way more moved once you felt it slipping in the Bucks game than I was because I was all into this Brewer game. It's every pitch Brewer game. It's no score through nine. But you got moved by this Bucks game. When did you feel it slipping? Was it mid-third, early fourth? What happened? Yeah, I think it was right around towards the end of the third they had built the lead up a little bit in the third. I think they had gotten it to 17 or 18 at one point, and they were hovering right around like 12 mm-hmm. or 10, which is what I, in well, my it, head, it I held at that eight or eight or nine mark for a while, and that's when I started to get nervous. Once it was a holding pattern of about an eight-point game, that for me was when I got nervous. I knew that KD and some of those guys that they have, they're too good to go that bad on offense for a while. So I knew that as long as they keep it within like a 10 point game, as long as they can keep it like a 10 point lead, they're going to be fine. And then that evaporated. And to steal a quote from Yogi Berra, basically what I was experiencing is deja vu all over again. Mm -hmm. Cause the only thing on my mind was all of those games in the Eastern Conference Finals from a couple years ago against the Raptors, specifically Game 3 where they had a lead late and then they blew it and then they went into overtime well, and Davis blew it again. Mark to do with that. Oh, don't if, even if I recall. Do not if even I, get if, me if, started. If I recall, I, I, believe, I believe he did. That was one of the worst officiated series I've ever seen in my entire life. It was horrible. Life. It was but horrible. They, the, the Bucks had multiple chances in that series to not only win, but just to dominate that series. Once they lost Game 3, I was like, okay, they really should have had that, but okay, whatever. And then they proceeded to, I think, have leads in all the games and then blow them. I'm tired of seeing this team build a lead like that, and you know that you're going to kind of ease off the throttle a little bit, and you know that the other team is going to do everything to get back on offense and try to make it a game again. But it's your job to not only stop that attack, but to put them into the ground. And they did not do that today. No, no. and and that was my – the biggest thing for me was up 17, and you had a chance to just bury them. Just bury them at that point. Get nastier by that point, or at that point. You lose uh, to – and I'm afraid to even, even mention this. But I think we have to ponder the opportunity. Was that the pinnacle? Was that the high point? That series you just talked about, the Easter Conference Finals against Toronto? I have thought about that, I mean, pretty much nonstop for the last two and a half years or however long it's been. Because I think it could be. And you say, wow. oh, well, you know, it was Eric Bledsoe instead of Drew. But look at the players that they had. I mean... Brooke Lopez was getting paid like $2 million that year. You had George Hill. You had Kyle Korver. You had a couple of different guys that were really good. And you had a, the best team in the league. And you you flirted with 70 wins and yeah, 65 yeah. wins, all of that. 
I that it, it weighs on me way too much that yeah, I may I have seen the best that this team will ever be in, in this little window. Right. This is a very critical time for the Milwaukee Bucks. It really is. It really is. So what do you do then? Uh, I, again, there's a game six and I'm, I'm hopeful and optimistic and, and you have to be because it's not over yet. But I mean, in case things don't go the way you want, either in six or seven, I mean, we're talking maybe a reset, a retool, a reboot. Yeah, the David Stearns retool. It, you might be seeing it. Although I mean, with maybe some slightly larger pieces than the Brewers retool. So like slightly. A, like a Chris yeah. Middleton getting shipped out. It's possible. It is. But it's game six. We'll, we'll stay hopeful. But we, we got to hear uh, from a couple of the uh, – the leaders here in a night that we'd like to forget, really. A two-to-one loss. Uh, we're going to hear from Craig Council second. Uh, it takes 10 innings to lose this one. Scoring one run in their last 16 innings, offense got to get going. But ponder this. When you think about Tim Lopes, and Pablo Reyes, and Daniel Robertson, and Jace Peterson, I like those guys. I mean, I'm sure they're fine, uh, upstanding young men of the community, but... I mean, you're going to have to get healthy, and then then the flow chart gets a little bit uh, uh, more acceptable. On the on the Buck side of thing, we'll start out with uh, Coach Bud here and sit back and listen. I'm curious. Now, I have not heard this. I am super curious to hear the demeanor. Does he ever get mad? I mean, does he ever just lose his mind? And that would be me. That would be me, and, and to, to a fault maybe at times. But I'm interested in demeanor and hearing his reaction as you guys are. Let's hear from the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. We're getting there. The- All right, questions for Coach. There Here we, we go. go. Here we go. Eric, name? Hey, bud. Um, obviously, Durant gets loose against you guys. Just with the defense on him, um, with kind of the way everyone else was limited on the floor, is there a thought to just doubling the ball out of his hands and kind of dealing with someone else? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's you think of everything. Um, you kind of go through it. Um, you see how the series has evolved. And, you know, um, special performance by him, credit to him. Um, you know, some tough shots. Um, so, you know, we got to look at it, figure out, um, you know, getting better. Um, but special by him. And then, you know, Green at the three-point line, seven for eight. Um, Griffin hitting a few. So, um, you know, we got to figure out, we just got to go home and, um, you know, win at home like they did it in game five. I, I would ask also about Giannis on Durant. That was something that you guys didn't try. We saw a little bit in the regular season. Uh, you didn't try tonight. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, Tuck, Tuck's kind of uh, done a great job this year, this series. Um, again, you know, some of the looks he made are, uh, you know, very tough. And I think Giannis's activity off the ball, Giannis in other spots, um, you know, is important to us. And at the end of the day, you know, Tuck, Chris, uh, Drew, these guys are doing a, you know, fabulous job. And he still goes for 49. You give him credit. Um, you know, I don't think it was easy. Um, you know, we got to look at everything, but, uh, 
you know, he had to work for it. And, uh, you know, we just got to figure out how to get to, to game six and, and, and win at home. Offensively, it felt like when you guys got James Harden defending in space, it was a real struggle with him because of the lack of lateral movement he had. But when he was one-on-one, he was able to kind of do that. What could have gone better in making him defend in space, dribble handoffs, things like that? Yeah, no, I mean, there were some examples, you know, where, you know, like you said, we attacked him. Um, we got good things out of it. Um, we just got to keep moving. Um, you know, it, he guards different guys. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, us, us getting to actions that we want, you know, it may or may not include Harden. Um, you know, Chris and Giannis with the ball, Drew and Giannis with the ball, things like that. So, um, you know, we had a good, we had a good first three quarters, you know, stalled out a little bit offensively um, in the fourth. So we got to be better executing down the stretch. Late, you guys were going to Giannis in the post. What did you like about, about that matchup? Yeah, no, I mean, Green was in a little bit of foul trouble. He had four for most of the fourth quarter, um, you know, getting to the paint, um, finishing. Just, you know, I thought Giannis was efficient um, out of the kind of mid-post um, spot. Jim Ozarski. Hey, Mike, uh, what was the, the balance you were trying to strike in the fourth quarter? P.J. obviously had the five fouls. Um, was – we kind of going back and forth on when to put him in, you know what I mean? As opposed to, I think it just came in late. I think it was what four, four and a half minutes where, where he was off. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Chris has done a good job on Durant's also, um, you know, we've thrown a lot of different guys at him. Tuck gets the majority of, uh, you know, the minutes, but um, you know, we'll look at the film, but you know, like I said, I think he's working, um, you know, for his baskets. I thought Chris did, had a lot of good defensive possessions. Um, you know, so it's, it's we're, we're going to throw different guys at him, different looks at him um, as far as matchups. And um, Tuck will get a lot of them. But, you know, there's going to be other guys that guard him also. You mentioned the offense stagnating a little bit. Was there a particular reason that you, you felt in the moment maybe why that ball movement stopped or, or, or slowed down? Was it what they were presenting or – do you think the guys kind of tightened up to a degree as that lead, you know, as, as it became a bucket for bucket type of situation? I mean, you know, there were, there were, uh, you know, I think times when, like you said, it was basket for basket and things, you know, they, they executed at the end of the day, you know, they made, they made one shot from 35, 40 feet. That was a three. And um, you know, we had a couple looks that we just, you know, we didn't convert, um, you know, foul a couple times and, so, you know, there, there's, I think 21 is not enough, but there's also some opportunities. You make one or two more shots and it's 25, 27, 28. And, you know, it, it's a basket for basket game, like you said. Um, just going back to the first half with the foul trouble and playing a little bit of matchup with, with Pat, Bryn, Eli, Thanasis, what, what did you see from them? I think they kept that lead around 13 to 17. Um, and then off, off that, I guess, why, where, where did Bobby not fit into that, I guess, as, as you were doing it in the first half. Yeah, you know, I thought Thanasis always gives us, you know, whatever he plays, gives us great defense, great energy. Elijah gave us a couple of minutes just to get through the, the foul trouble. You know, we just kind of, you know, went with, you know, kind of more of a spread court, more spacing, um, you know, and, and so, you know, Bobby's going to be ready. Um, you know, he'll be ready to go and help us whenever we need him. One more to Tim Bontemps. Mike, was there, uh, with Harden being out there for as long as he was and obviously limited a bit, was there ways you guys maybe could have taken more advantage of him uh, at the defensive end to try to attack him more, or were they doing a good job 
of hiding him away on guys? Um, you know, like, like I, earlier I said, you know, they, I, I think, you know, he's going to guard certain people during the game and, um, you know, we can always get better. Can we attack just in generally better? But, um, you know, Giannis and Chris and Drew are going to be, you know, the focal point probably. And, um, you know, chasing matchups and things like that sometimes is good. And sometimes it can have the, the reverse effect or, um, you know, so we, we probably need a little bit of both, but, um, you know, I think it's not something that's, um, you know, we just got to balance it. Uh, thanks, laid, uh, thank little you. laid back, uh, Coach Budenholzer there <laughs> for my liking. I'll, I'll just say that, that, wow, Thanasis adds, uh, we, we love the energy he puts out. So all, you love that energy in a minute, 20 seconds of play. Okay, number one. Do you think it's a coincidence that Steve Nash starts griping through the media about Tucker being borderline non-basketball physical and P.J. Tucker ends up in foul trouble? You think there's a coincidence in that or is, is there something to that? That's what I'm talking about. Now, I, I hate to beat that uh, dead horse uh, for a couple of years now, but it's true. I don't hear him backing up Giannis. When he goes physical, it's, it's seemingly, to me, he doesn't get the same calls some of these other superstars get. That, that's just and and I I put that on Coach Bud. You can't change it now. That's not going to change in Game Six. It's not going to change in in Game Seven. Or if they get by this series, it's not going to change in the next series. This should have been some groundwork set forth by Coach Bud years ago to protect that. Just think about that. Steve Nash talks about the physical play of P.J. Tucker, and he's in five-foul trouble. Do you find that ironic, Evan? Or is it just me looking for something? I, you, you hit the nail on the head. I'm just trying to decide, do I want to put on my tinfoil hat and talk about the real reason that the Bucks aren't getting any calls? What is it? Well, it's that the league wants the Nets to make it to the next round. So they're going to tell the referees to call in favor of the Nets. And no matter what Bud says, the refs are going to call what they're going to call. And we saw tonight that they really love to call fouls for Kevin Durant and not for Giannis. So I don't know if I put on my tinfoil hat. I'm not saying that it's happening, but... Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I, I'm sure Adam Silver would like it if the Nets made it to the next round over hey, the Bucks. We're not going to get fined for saying it, uh, Coach Bud. Might, but we're not going <laughs> to get fined. Yeah, know? but he'll be without a job here pretty soon anyway, so he probably needs to save that money. That's why he's not saying anything to the media. All right. Well, there's one head coach and uh, and leader of that Milwaukee Bucks team, and we'll get to the uh, Brewer side of things. Let's hear from Brewers manager Craig Council. A lot to unpack in this one. A 2-1, to 10-inning loss where, uh, again, uh, accolades are thrown out there to uh, Brett Anderson for, for his performance tonight. Seven innings of shutout baseball and just one hit, just a walk. So a couple of base runners there, but nine strikeouts. That's a, that's a really good performance. And in most cases, if you have a little bit below average offense, you should be able to win that game. Now, they, they, they did not do that tonight. Let's hear from Craig Council. Craig, that was a, probably the best game Brett's pitched as a brewer. I mean, he was so, his pace was so good and pounding the strikes on. They just, he just never let him up for air. 
Yeah, I mean, he just he just executed a whole bunch of pitches, and there was a crispness to it. Um, I mean, every, everything was good. Curveball, changeup, uh, little cutter. I mean, fat sinker. So it was really a pitching clinic. I mean, he that's that's as good a performance as we've seen this year. Craig, at eighty-two From, pitches. I'm sorry. Go ahead. At eighty-two pitches, was he close to getting another inning? Um. I just thought he, it, it, at 82 pitches, he was up seven times. He hasn't been there recently. Um, and so it was just, it was just time, you know, um, you know, there, there was a little bit of debate. There was a little discussion and I thought it was just time. Greg Boxberger has been so, sorry, so cool. I was going to say uh, Boxberger has been so good this season. What do you, what do you think happened there early in the 10th inning with him? Yeah, I mean, I just he just didn't have a, you know, a feel for his change up. I thought maybe it was probably the pitch that that eluded him a little bit tonight. Um, you know, and in, in those situations, it's, you know, they had good hitters coming up, and uh, he he just what it wasn't like crisp to the first hitter, first couple of hitters really, and um, you know they they got two two guys on base, and you know he, nothing really happened the rest of the inning. But when you start with that man on second, it, obviously the inning is. Um, you know, you got to be pretty perfect to not let anything happen there. So, um, you know, he, he recovered pretty good and got us out of it, but, um, you know, just, just a little bit too much. I was just going to ask about Brett. He said the changeup was really a big difference for him. Um, what, what, what did you see in terms of what was different or how that helped him tonight? Yeah. I mean, it's, it just, the, the changeup is a pitch that just, slows hitters down it, it takes their aggression away um and you know he he broke it out early in the game and they were almost they were over aggressive on it and so he got a lot of swings and misses on it early um and then as he goes the next time through the lineup it, it works to slow them down against his sinker um so it's a pitch that he had this it were it was working as well tonight as it has all year for sure um and and it's just another weapon for him. Um, I mean, really, I think it that's the pitch to me that really helped him get through gets through the lineup a little more. Um, is that changeup? Craig, after you see Castillo the last two times you've seen him, is it hard to believe? You know, his overall he's two and nine with a six plus ERA. I mean, it doesn't seem to compute when you watch the way he pitched the last two times against you guys. Yeah, I mean, tonight he was. Uh, I mean, he, he was really good tonight. Um, there just didn't feel like we had a lot of pitches to hit. Um, you know, we, we, we drew some walks and, and got some, you know, had, had a couple mini rallies, but I, I never felt like, you know, oh, we should have hit that pitch or, you know, we just didn't have, we didn't have many pitches to hit the, the, we, we'd work a count to three, two, and he'd put a pitch right on the corner. Um, so it's, it was a good pitching performance. You know, he's obviously, it looks like he's getting a little more dialed in. Um, he's a good pitcher. He's been a good pitcher in our division for a while now. Um, yeah, he, he struggled with his command, obviously, early in the season. And it's, it looks like it's getting better for sure. And you think the fact he was sort of on the outside part of the plate a lot of the night gets him that call against Bradley? I don't, I don't know if you saw how far outside. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I don't know. There was, there was one I heard against Jackie that was not a strike, but, um, 
there was there was good pitching tonight though i mean the, the pitching was really good all around tonight but i think that one on jackie was was a, that was a ball you know after you had your guy on in the 10th jace put that 12 pitch at bat on their guy and you know he struck out but i mean that looked like another bat that might go either way and that turned out to be a huge yeah i mean it, it's again i think it's it, you know, it helps him and we chose that because I think he got a little tired and we, even though he got ahead of Weicho and Weicho battled back, Weicho battled back too, um, after getting down in the count. But, um, you know, you, you hope that Jace had a great at bat. I mean, he fouled off some tough pitches and unfortunately chased one at the end, but great at bat. And, um, you know, you hope you take a little piece of him in that and maybe do something for your, for your, the next couple of guys coming up, you know, we got him out of there and, and Garrett made a couple of good pitches. That that check swing stuff seems to go either way. You never seem to be able to figure it out. Did would you did you think Lopes went? I mean, it's 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 close enough where I'm not going to complain about that one. I mean, those are those are so hard to to say yes or no. It's it's a judgment. It wasn't it wasn't an obvious one in my opinion. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, rough night here in the state of Wisconsin, in the city of Milwaukee. Bucks fall 114-108. Brewers fall 2-1 in 10 innings. I got to say, I, I I disagree with Craig Council when he was talking about didn't get many pitches to hit. I I, compl- I think he, he needs to go back and look at the tape. Seriously. I don't, I don't vehemently disagree with Craig Council on too many things, but he needs to go back and look at some of those A-Bs. I'm tired of fastball counts and fastball swings and misses by this offense. I told you about it in April. It's a trend I noticed in April. It's fastball counts, getting the fastball, belt high, middle in, and swinging and missing at those pitches when you're looking for it or taking them for a strike in a fastball count. Now, I know baseball is a little more on the funky side here. You see 2-0 changes. You see 2-1 changes. I, I get it. But let's go. Maybe go back to the fundamentals. Your team doesn't hit very well. Start looking for the fastball, adjust to the breaker. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. I understand. You can't tell me there weren't fastballs to hit here. <laughs> because there were. All right, so I, I have to dis, disagree right there. All right, um, let's get a uh, play of the game in here with uh, ABC Audio Video. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to play this for you. It just, it just hurts so good in a way, in a weird way. This is going to make game six a sweeter victory, but when this dude is on, He's tough. I would have doubled him and shut him down. I would have made these other guys try and beat me. When you knew that he's on, that's KD, fourth quarter, just unconscious. Check it out. Good crush the defense by Milwaukee. Now Durant fires and hits. What 
the shot clock running down. He hits from downtown. This was just a poor possession. Harden dribbled the clock out, but was bailed out by Kevin Durant. Not in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's crazy on uh, TNT right there. ABC audio video play the game. All right, uh, let's let's uh, squeeze in a couple of calls here before we uh, hear from Giannis uh, after the break here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty to uh, Kavika listening on the Odyssey app. Kavika, you're on the fan. Aloha, guys. Yeah, What's you happening? Know, in regards to, I want to talk about the Bucks, but just you know, with the Brewers. I mean, I think the Brewers are just overachieving with the kind of team they got, you know, besides the Elledge. I mean, they're playing above their heads. Uh, you know, the last 20, 21 games, they've lost like maybe four or five. I think that's amazing. I think Craig Council is a is a wonderful manager. I mm-hmm. mean, if, if Coach Bud could only be like half the coach that the Brewers have, you know, tonight, you know, in regards to the Bucks, God, just – they just imploded. I wonder, even with a new coach, you know, I mean, because they got to have the movers at the at the house already for Bud. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Three years in a row. Um, I just think they're just in these moments. They're just you. You could just see the writing on the wall in the third quarter that something was going to happen. I mean, they played Katie. You know, in in game four where they had a guy in his face, and then they had a guy shadowing. The guy, you know, they almost had like two guys on him. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know why all of a sudden they change it up. I mean, he scores fifty points. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, I know I'm frustrated. I mean, and this game was hard for me to watch. Um, I, 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 I don't know what what this guy is thinking. But it's like. It's like every year. And then Giannis, he, he lost the ball at the end of the game because he was going to get fouled. He knew he was going to get fouled. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Yeah, what it, sometimes he does play a little bit out of control for my life. It's tough to, tough to complain about Giannis. But, yeah, in, in those clutch situations, we can't pick it apart here. Kavika, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening on that free odyssey app and uh mike it looks like mike you're gonna get the last word so make it a good one this series is not over for the bucks they're, they're coming back home for game six we're probably going to see a game seven yeah um my point would be i don't think our coaches have a hair on their butt <laughs> get out of here they don't i know who, I, I know who that they was they don't take chances I know this. They sit on their. You are their you are now grounded from the phone lines for a week. For a You're week. grounded. Come on, One week. Tim. I'm your brother. <laughs> you you. Uh, all right. Thanks for the call, buddy. All right. Take it easy. All right. We end on a light note there in terms of calls, but we got to hear from Giannis, and that is up next. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame shows, plural. Bucks Brewers, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. 
As entertaining as Brett Anderson can be uh, in in a media session, uh, we're going to have to bypass that because we have to hear from Giannis. That's the lead story, and we can't bury that. As uh, both Milwaukee teams lose tonight, a rough night uh, in the sports world. But again, I, I will remind you a couple of things. This It's nights like this that makes winning that much sweeter. And I don't mean to be cliche about it, but it's true. Um, and secondly, and maybe more importantly, that series is not done yet. Bucks and Nets. It's, it's not done yet. Much of that will be discussed tomorrow here on this radio station. Uh, with Bart Winkler in the morning, Wendy's Big Show, and Rami in the afternoon. But uh, Bucks fall 114-108. Uh, Giannis, 34. KD, 49. Bucks were up 17 in this game, and, and that just was gone. And it was a little bit of a chase at the end there, and it just came up short for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But let's hear uh, from the two-time MVP after the loss. Eric, name? Hey, honest. Um, obviously, throughout the series, we've talked about Durant and just how tough of a cover he is. He obviously has just a monster night. Um, what did you feel like you guys could have done better? Um, is that something that starts early and taking him out of a rhythm? Is that something that late you could have done something different? Just kind of how do you view that? Well, what, what could uh done better on KD? Correct. Uh, oh, man. Um... You've been, you, you've been around us like a, a long time. What do you what do you think? Let's have a conversation. Uh, the first two things that come to mind is you could have guarded him. Me personally? Yes. Okay. What else? What's the second? The second idea would be to double the ball out of his hands. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know, man. Just keep making it tough. Uh, obviously... One of the best scorers to ever play the game. Um, it's it's kind of it's tough. It's tough, you know. Like he he's the best. He's the best player in the world right now. And uh, we gotta we gotta beat him as a team. We gotta guard him as a team. We gotta make him um, make tough shots like tonight. Uh, and we just gotta keep doing our job. And hopefully, like he hopefully he's gonna miss. But we gotta keep doing our job. We gotta keep guarding him together. We gotta keep showing help, keep making it tough, keep picking him up full court. And then there's gonna be times in the game um, when coach tells us to double team him. I'm gonna double team. But right now, uh, we gotta keep containing him as much as possible. But uh, at the end of the day, he's done an unbelievable job. Uh, as I said, best player in the world, best scorer in the world. Um, we're doing our job. It's going to be nice that he's going to do what he did tonight, have 50. And uh, it's going to be nice that we're going to try to contain him as much as possible and give ourselves ourselves the chance to uh, be in the game and uh, be in a position to win the game. Uh, but uh, keep guarding him to get one, one guy can guard him. Two guys can guard. We got to do it as a team. Um, would you like to be at the head of that? Like, that's something that we talked about before, right? Like, you getting over and being able to do that. Is that something that you would want, like, in game six? Sure. Like, Sure, I want. I want to take the challenge, and um, you know, obviously, everybody's going to have a chance to guard him. But um, I would, I would love going to game game six to be able to guard him. And uh, if coach wants me to do that, you know, I'm ready for that. 
for you guys with uh, with Harden, his lateral movement kind of wasn't what it always is. How do you guys do a better job taking advantage of that if he plays again in game six? Just, you know, keep uh, having him like a lot of uh, movement stuff, a lot of screen and rolls, uh, whoever uh, he's guarding, bring him up, set pick and roll, roll, pop, make it move. Uh, transition whenever you see him, attack him. Uh, don't let him off the hook. I, I think it was Gordon Brooker at one uh, point. Brook get to the post so we can throw the ball and post him up. Just make him move, make him guard, and um, that's pretty much it. Um, obviously, I need to ask you about the pass Chris throws you late. Um, it looked like it was accurate and on time for me, um, but I'm just curious from you just kind of what happened on that play. Um, no, he was, he was, I think, pretty accurate on time, as you said. Just wasn't able to um, get my two hands on it. Um, great pass by Chris. Uh, you know, I messed up in that play. But at the end of the day, can't, I can't focus on that. It's in the past, we lost the game. Got to focus on game six. Hopefully, um, we can be in the same position as a team. And uh, if uh, Chris makes the same pass, I can grab it and uh, finish the play. But uh, we got to focus on game six. We got to get one at home, protect home. You guys have had deflating losses before. How do you kind of get game six? Like, th this was a really tough loss. You guys had a big lead. You, you weren't able to hold on to it. And now you have to go out and get game six. How do you kind of react and, and have that ability to come back? Um, you know, losing is losing. Like, you know, losing by one, losing by 30, losing by being up 15 and they, they're coming back and I get the game. Losing is losing. Like, at the end of the day, we got to do what we have to do. We got to focus on ourselves and uh, control what we can control. And uh, what we can control is our effort on going to game six. Hopefully we can ha bring it uh, and uh, give, us a, give ourselves a position to win the game. Uh, but then, yeah, as I said, game five, it hurts a little bit, but man, like if you keep focusing on that in two days, we're playing, playing game six, we got to give everything that we got. And uh, Brooklyn did, uh, they played a perfect game. Like KD had 50, Jeff had seven threes, you know, Blake was good. Um, so they played a great game. So hopefully we can go to your game six and uh, play a good game too and uh, come back here in Brooklyn. Jim Ozarski. Be honest, uh, Drew was not happy with the, the way, I guess, quite frankly, the way you guys were called, the foul troubles for you, PJ and himself through the first half and felt that that, turn things a bit that I'm guessing that meant maybe the defensive effort. How did, how did you guys come out of the half feeling maybe you could not defend because of the fouls or, or at least the way they were calling, calling it. Uh, I got to go back and watch the film, watch the tape and have an opinion about that. But, um, you know, uh, I try not to focus on uh, the fouls and uh, obviously there's going to be times that, you know, the referee is going to miss some, you know, make the right call sometimes, make it a bad call sometimes, but uh, we just got to focus on uh, our effort. And uh, I think coming uh, coming out of the third quarter, our effort got to be a little bit even more, like 
it's got to be more. I can be focused on the, you know fouls and uh, if we can guard. Like I don't care about that. I care about how you know how our effort was as a team, how my effort was, and um, you know coming out of the half, our effort was in uh, what it's supposed to be. Um, I think we could do we could um, be a little bit better. Hopefully, the games will be better. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. There will be better days. I can uh, I can guarantee you that. But this was a rough night. Uh, Bucks fall. You just heard Giannis... Uh, Ooh, losing losing is bad. I got I get it. Uh, great stuff from Eric Name right there with Giannis, and you just gotta like this guy. I mean, again, you, we've there's been some knuckleheads uh, uh, in professional sports that have been uh, abrasive with the media. Giannis embraces it. And that's pretty cool stuff right there. So it's game six as we take a look ahead. Game six on uh, Thursday night, and we'll be covering our conversations with that here on The Fan. Bart Winkler in the morning, Wendy's Big Show, and Rami in the afternoon. And then uh, tomorrow also, it's, uh, well, the Brewers, I hate this, but the Brewers try to salvage a game in the series. Anytime you have to use that word salvage, it's never a good thing. Freddie Peralta going in game three, Evan. Yes, he is, and his last start was against this Reds team about a week ago. He's coming into this game with a 6-1 record, a 2.25 ERA, although last outing against the Reds, he had a no decision, four innings, one run allowed. And then for the Reds, Tyler Maul will be on the the mound, excuse me, a 6-2 record with a 3.56 ERA. And man, you have to, I hate to say, like you said, salvage one at home, but they need that one. Yeah, this is a rough loss for the crew. You wanted to be in a position to take the series, at least set it up so you're not going to get swept and you can actually have a chance to win the series. The opposite of that. Now you got to salvage. Mm, tough. But we're going to be talking about it tomorrow after the last pitch. You make the switch. That's a 110 first pitch. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Okay, there will be better days. It was fun talking to you guys tonight, both Bucks and Brewers. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great, well, morning now. And we'll see you this afternoon. And uh, despite the outcomes here in Milwaukee, try to smile. Milwaukee, the world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 